You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimal of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. What is your rush? What's you got my something rush? on tonight? No, we just no, not at all. We just we we need to get it out there. We're past due. We're we're late. These people, yeah, the people expect something. Yeah, they haven't gotten their news. They, they got this is <laughs> this is your primary source for all things uh, news you can use. Yeah, you know, the other day. Now, Eric, you know when I uh, dabble in uh, racist iconography that it's Here we go. Uh, it's coming from, it's coming from an academic perspective right sure you get that of course and the other day the other day i was on that twitch and i was showing my uh my screen and my my desktop has the most horrid fucking trash on it like clearly clearly taken like one of two things either i run uh like stormfront.org mm. uh or or i was trying to do a little research on something for it, but this becomes like the Pete Townsend defense. Do you remember yeah. this? Yep. <laughs> Pete Townsend in defense, my racist iconography on my, on my computer. Yeah. But it's just, it is what it is. And I was like, Oh, people will understand. That's not my views and whatever. That it's just like, obviously I'm, I'm doing a project that has something to do with that. No, they will fucking not. No, they of course they won't. <laughs> they will immediately assume the worst. What are you talking about? It's Why so would you even think people, anyone would give you the benefit of the doubt? <laughs> it's so weird though. When I see something that's like so absurd, I don't, I, d- I don't go with, oh, that, that is a, uh, like for example, people tried to use, oh, the Amber Heard thing. People tried to use Johnny Depp's uh, uh, texts against him. Right, because in his text he was saying shit like "I'm gonna burn her eyeballs out of her sockets and then fuck her dead corpse." Right? See, I find now, that stuff romantic. It, I mean, it's it's at least not it. Whether it's romantic, deranged, anybody could have any opinion, but it's manifestly not his plan. <laughs> like it's no, not no, a manifesto. Probably, probably, it's probably not, not. It's not his passion. Literal, Right. It's not a literal representation of anything that is going to happen in material reality. It's, it's somebody venting. And when I see stuff like that, the people that are like, I don't know, they were pretty damning texts. No, they were not. No adult thinks that. Everybody they would, understands. They, they would be damning I, texts. Weird shit. They would be damning texts if her eyeballs got burned out. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> And they did not. So they're not damning of anything other than a man who is very angry. So uh, do we want to talk about that at all and the predictable, <sighs> the the almost clockwork-like uh, flip to, hey, we need clicks, so we are going to take the evidenced liar's perspective on this? Because that's what I mean, these organizations are doing. It's so crazy. <laughs> 
I I personally well see okay I don't like personally don't really give a fuck obviously about this this Amber Heard Johnny Depp business. That being said, it seems to be a thing that like people are super interested. Like it as far as everything else in the news, like this thing has captivated people. So we should probably talk about it. It seems to be right. of importance to some people. Now, I like I said, don't care about either of them or their personal lives very much, but impossible to deny that uh it is a vibe shift if you will there's been a number of vibe shifts we're in the we're in the vibe shift uh uh portion of the multiverse right now and it's yes. it, this is like a watershed moment i think uh could be a lot of people see it as uh as a referendum on me too right um well i, I mean when when we say that God, everyone is such a fucking like. Everyone's so know, it's fucking di- it's, narrow it's, it's with their dishon- bullshit. It's dishonest as fuck too, because it's like, look, she. If you watch the trial at all, if you watch any of the an- uh, analysis of the trial, uh, she lied a lot. <laughs> yes, a lot, <clears throat> and. The thing that a lot of people are saying that is a legal term that I was not aware of is uh, uh, it's it's like a falsus uno, fa- uh, f- a falsus uh, omnibus. Are you familiar mm. with this idea? Uno bobo by bisau. It means if you lie about one thing, the jury's it's at the jury's discretion to believe that you could lie about everything, right? So the fact that she. She lied, lied, like perjured herself, lied. Nobody's going to pursue a perjury case against her, and they just all let it go. But she lied. And and people can say, like, I think lying, I, I've lied about many things in my life. Sometimes you lie to just save face or to save somebody else's feelings. And that's fine, whatever your motivations may be. Maybe they're not even that bad. Maybe you're trying to lie for the greater good whatever. But the fact is you fucking lied and she got caught lying. So I don't think that no matter how anybody feels about this, I just think that that's kind of central here is that, Hey, her testimony was non-viable because it was, her accusations were non-viable because her testimony was unbelievable. And that's just what it is. Now, is it a referendum? on me too. Maybe, maybe that's the vibe shift. Maybe it's people go like, okay, <clears throat> Eric, I'm going to let you speak. But a thing that we didn't talk about was, uh, Jordan Peterson getting run off of Twitter. Right. Oh, <laughs> and oh, I don't want to yeah. talk about it too much because it's like, in some ways it's, it's kind of, um, like you and I would both say he was sort of in the wrong because he was speaking like a, for people that don't know, he basically just, there's a, a heavyset woman that's doing like the cover of some magazine or some shit, Sports Illustrated swimsuit, maybe something. And uh, it was like, look at how beautiful this woman is, whatever the thing is. And he just quote tweeted it and said, yeah, but we all know this not to be true, right? No, and, well, he didn't exactly say that. He said, well, we can quote him directly, but it was more than I don't find her beautiful. It was like no sort of tyrannical. It, it was something. It was something more indicative of like, Hey, you can't change people's standards of beauties through your like, you know, through well, through your bullshit rhetoric. 
Well, but, but, okay, sure, but that's but that but that's what I. What I'm saying is he's he took the most artistic approach to making a point, which was, hey, look, this woman is obviously attractive to many people. She's a public figure. You're a public figure, but you're talking about a woman's looks. So you are su- you have such a platform that it is she and people who look like her are not going to hear the hey I'm taking a stand against uh, like corporate monoculture pushing the agenda of the week here. It's it just looks insensitive, right? So Very, yeah, he sh- he should have realized that, and uh, I'm not making excuses for him because. Even though his point, I think, is valid. His point is, just as you said, look, that's that's not you. Set you simply saying a thing doesn't make it so, and and that is a actual good point, right? True. And the, the the Amber Heard thing is interesting because it. People insisting that men can only be abusers and not be the abused. It's insane. Nobody, it's an insane. Nobody prospect. believes it in their heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like and, and, and no one in their no one in their heart believes that just because you were born with ovaries means that you can only speak uh, objective truth. Correct. And so <clears throat> if it's at all a referendum on me too. And again, that's just like the, that's like media framing of like, is this a referendum on me too? But like, if it is at all, it's, it's maybe to that. It's maybe the, nobody's, no sane person argues that, hey, it would be better if there was fewer rapists in position of power. No, you know I mean, like nobody argues against that. Nobody says, no, yeah. you know what? More rapist, please. But no, I, I think I think the word the word referendum is like too that's too loaded and and heavy of it. I think it was just a correction. I think by anybody's measure, you could say like the Me Too movement started from a place of uh, of 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 genuine you know uh, awareness of something that had been around been you know a culture that had been a thing for a while and now was was seeking a correction. Okay, but then. Over time, you can pick out – any reasonable person can pick out instances where someone suffered under the umbrella of this. Who come, yes. Aziz Ansari comes to mind immediately. But you know, there's dozens of examples of people being hung for things or losing their jobs or whatever or, or being totally persona non grata or defamed over things that anyone could look at and just go – yeah, it seems unreasonable. So to yeah. me, this was just a correction to the whole yes. thing. It was saying, hey, wait a second, everybody. Let's let's fucking put our heads back on straight for a moment here. But you know, yes. you know the fucking the way the news media fucking works. So of course, you know, and and while this thing was going on, we talked about it. You can go back four or five episodes where we said, yo, we're looking for the Amber Heard defenders out here because that's what this podcast is, where we find the crazy people online. And yep. we can't find them. But as soon as the verdict came down, all of a sudden I saw like a dozen. The legacy media jumps out. Yes. The legacy media goes, <laughs> this is why women are silenced. None of these articles that I've seen, I'm sure some of them have to address it. Otherwise, we live in an actual upside down world. But yep. none of them seem to say, but also she's lying. Which, yep. <laughs> which is really important because in a just system you don't hang with all men and you don't hang with all women you hang by yourself for mm-hmm. the crimes you did 
So, you know, I would. What are we talking about? I I can't even, like, you should, anyone connecting, anyone making Amber Heard uh, this uh, larger sort of figure that, uh, you know, uh, contains the narratives for for women at large. You should be disgusted by that notion, because <clears throat> if if that's the case, that listen, I, I I can't like. She was, you know, by her own demonstration, you know, by 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 the by the court testimony and by the contradiction of the the fucking audio clips and the video, etc. You know. You want to blame anyone for what this, you know, the larger implications of this trial? You blame I'd start, her. I'd, I'd start with Amber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and now the fact that, you know, what was the, the first thing she said is, uh, you know, after the verdict was handed down, her first public statement was like, I I, I feel uh, I'm upset for what this means, not for myself, for but for, for other women. And I was like, yep. no, you fucking don't. Yeah, Fuck nobody's you. really buying like, that. No one's buying that shit. And you, and, and, you know. And I don't even think like, you know, someone might say something like if you're a woman, like that should gross you out. No, if you're just like a person that should gr- like that, like, yeah. So that that's, that, you know, that's where I'm at with this shit. Like I, I, I can't even like devote that much of my thought process to it because it's just, it's gross. And any news media news outlet that's asking you to sympathize with her, you know, just go, <laughs> just go back. If you didn't pay attention to the trial, go back. It's all fucking on YouTube. Like but go back and look like- at it. This wasn't like, and the reason I snapped at you, <laughs> we got in a fight out there because I felt like you were doing the, the equivocating of like, I'm sure Johnny wasn't a good dude either. And like, here's the problem. I, I, so I don't know if people really like looked into what the evidence, evidentiary standard here was, but for this to happen, the jur- for, for this to go the way that it went, the jury had to believe that in no circumstance is it even within the spectrum of reasonable doubt that Johnny Depp could rise to the occasion of abuse of his wife? Like rise to that definition at no, at no, that Eric, that's almost an impossible standard because like it, it, it would require you to like, Eric, I know you quite well. I can't prove beyond, like in my mind, I can't prove beyond a shadow of reasonable doubt that you haven't pushed somebody into a wall in your life. You sure. know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I can't, I like, if you asked me to sit on a, on a jury, I would say, well, I, I, well, I can't sit on a jury. I know Eric, but I would, <clears throat> I would say it's so far out of his character. I would never believe he would do that. However, I can't prove that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, so <laughs> the, the, this is all to say, Anybody who who didn't watch it or doesn't understand kind of the 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 legal weight of it, it's pretty intense. It means yeah. that they thought she was lying, lying, like <laughs> like fucking fabricated yeah. the whole fucking thing. I mean, so, I, the, the the place where I was coming from in the in that like in, in you know in the well maybe John, you know just sort of taking the devil's advocate in a sense. I've become over the last couple of years, I mean, really since we've been doing this podcast, right? And I know you you you're sort of you sort of have an obsession with it too, but I just I've become like obsessed with moments and like the way that you interpret and and internalize the moment when you're in it 
and then you how you look back on it. And what comes to mind for me is the Monica Lewinsky thing, where it's like, yo, in 1998, there was not a person in the like everyone was being like, what a slut, you know, like. And now you look, we look back on that 20 some odd years later and we go, geez, we got that one wrong. Like, holy fuck. We like tortured this poor fucking kid for, yeah, for amaz- given amazing. She didn't kill herself. Amazing. amazing. And I just <laughs> like, like there's a woman. There's just a part of me that's like when we're in these moments where I'm just like, well, like, is there a chance that we're getting this wrong because we can't see we don't have the perspective of being beyond it. I have to say. No, at least in this moment, no, it doesn't seem that way. But it, it I, I just, I get leery about like, what if 20 years from now we look back on this whole thing and we go, Jesus, we did Amber dirty, huh? You know? Well, I don't know. That's a good, no, no, no. That's, listen, that's a good point. It, we're all making decisions in the moment with the information that we have. And I criticize that a lot here because people enter things with a great amount of certainty, right? They believe that the, like their, their uh, prescription for a better world is the only one that could ever be. And yeah. they, they act on it often to great, uh, de- de- the detriment of others, if not themselves. <clears throat> and that's kind of, if this podcast has, uh, if it ever gets overbearing for our listeners, it's because that is a particular uh, like bug it's a bug for me. You know, like it just is, it crawled up my ass a long time ago and it really, really bothers me. So, uh, yeah, listen, this trial, if you, if you believe that Amber Heard is a damaged individual who deserves our sympathy, congratulations. You're a compassionate person. Sure. Yeah. If, if you think that she didn't lie with the purpose of harming Johnny Depp. You are willfully obtuse or you're being malicious. That's yeah. It. There's yeah. nothing else and, there. And it's just, it's particularly gross when it comes from the likes of, you know, CNN or, or fucking whatever. Like when it comes from on high and they come to you as these arbiters of some level of truth. And it's like, yo, you're, you're feeding people, bullshit because you think it's what they want to hear because you're stuck in a moment that's kind of on its way out and you're pushing you're you're you're, you're recontextualizing and, and, and re-narrativizing things to fit like that sort of sense that that sensibility and it's like yo you're lower than you're just a low fucking down piece of shit like i just it's it's like as close as you can come to like a form of evil without like actually physically doing some kind of harm to somebody. Like it's, I think it's like evil to like, to kind of, to, 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 to warp people's brains like that. And like, especially like people become so fucking, uh, malleable, you know, because they just, (laughs) everything for me, everything goes back to Trump because I think that moment just really broke people and they want to believe so badly in a world that isn't chaotic and, and they want to believe in a world that they are in touch with and in vogue with, and they will latch on to anything that sort of runs counter to, 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 uh, whatever that is. So, and it's like, 
you're taking advantage of these people who are like, <laughs> like, you know, we, this country is like, has a mass psych. We're, we're like, what is that mass? Uh, what is it called? Mass psychosis formation, mass formation psychosis. Yeah. Like we, there's whole- no question that we have that. And like people are so doughy and it's like, I, I find it frightening when, when you find people that just like run down the list of like narratives that have been pushed over the last couple of years as their like core ideology. It's like, yes. you, know, you haven't thought about a thing in six years. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, look, <clears throat> what would be interesting to examine is did Trump really destroy these people's brains and make it so that they put all of their trust into le- the legacy media organizations that oppose him? Is that, is that possible? Or as I am starting to think because of what was percolating at that time, were, was Trump just a manifestation of sort of this uh, uh, ongoing polarization and, and that there was, this was in the water well before that. Which which does it seem to you? Because uh, Trump derangement syndrome is real. Like that's a. I have no doubt that that'll be in. in, (laughs) That'll be in like the uh, the the nurse's handbook shortly, (laughs) because there's like dudes like David Simon. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Are no longer people like they've lost their humanity. They're just strange automatons in the service of very, very rote, simple minded agendas. Yeah. And when you take when you take intelligent people, and you you suddenly they become just banner waver, waivers for whatever. And the same applies to uh, uh, David Mamet, right? So like David, oh yeah, Mamet, oh yeah, like he, going the opposite way. He, I actually have more respect for the Dilbert guy because <laughs> the Dilbert guy is just on some weird Randian self-interest shit. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's just like, he throws in with Trump. Trump does something he doesn't like. He d- d- divests himself of Trump. That's simple. But like all these people that are just like, that just approach life as though it is party politics yeah. are they're They're crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> it's no it's, longer people. It's so sad. I mean, like a guy like David Simon, like it, that's what's truly been one of the most black pilling things of the last couple of years. They're just like, yo, David Simon, I had such reverence for you. <laughs> like yeah. I, you made one of the best pieces of television that I've ever seen. And I can't believe you've just fallen down this hole. It's crazy to me. But yeah, guy, David Mamet is like the anti Simon. He's like, he's like, 
the trans people are bringing you communism and it's like holy shit man like you're that's like the opposite instance of like you're just you're not even thinking you're just you're just taking what people say and you're just like layering it onto your your eyesight and that's how you see the world it's it's crazy it's fucking crazy and that's what that's what the me too sort of if there's any correction on me too it is just kind of shaking out the reasonable people from the zealotous ones. And I don't think that anybody who is actually in support of justice for, you can't even say women, exploited people. Yeah. Uh, should, nobody should have a problem with the truth coming out. <laughs> you know like think about that. This is like, if you're in a relationship and you're hiding something and Look, the only reason you're afraid of the truth coming out is because it's going to it's going to hurt and it's going to harm you and your reputation. But in truth, that it, it, you how can you argue against the truth from any perspective other than it's gonna it's gonna be bad for a time. You can't actually, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the truth is hard to, it's hard to have a moral stance against the truth. Yeah. Like, well, it's just it's, hard. It's, it's, it, what's interesting to me and maybe we can pivot to something funny after this, but it's like, you know, most, what keeps me going really honestly is like most people in real life are reasonable minded. Yes. Uh, they are, gen- we all generally have the same morals. Like, like instant, like an instance, like, like when George Floyd was, was murdered, like everyone had the same fucking response to that. You know what I mean? Like, ev- like even fucking Ben Garrison, who makes those weird cartoons that are almost, they're like, I can't even say I enjoy them. Ironically, I almost like I enjoy them as like outsider art. Cause they're so I do strange. I do like too. they're, they're so, they're so, there's such characterizations. But anyway, like even a guy like him was drawing his weird little political cartoons that were like calling the cops piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like there are these moments where everyone is like on the same page, which proves to me that everybody in general is probably on the same page. But then we just get lost in these ideologies that sort of divert down these different sort of riverbanks that take us in all different directions. And and then we all yell at each other. And it's like, yeah, we got to stop doing that. <laughs> like, it's really bad for us. Yes. Yeah. It's fucked up. Um, oh yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I have anything else to say about, about debt V heard. Um, I don't think, I mean, we can do this thing where people think we'll have the opinion that we'll ha- that, that, that we have, but yo, they, they're taking her out of Aquaman too. I say, leave her in. Of course. Leave of her course. the fuck in. I mean, the only reason to take her out is she is a really, really unremarkable actress. Well, it's a, those are unremarkable movies. That is going. You know I, I, mean? I agree. I agree. But that's the thing. It would be like taking her out of Ray Liotta's last film, Cocaine Bear. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why? Yes. What is the point? Uh, you know, I can think that she lied. I can hope that she gets her head right. I mean, look. It, what was tough for me is in terms of her character, nobody's ever said anything positive about her as a person. Mm. You can find people who Johnny Depp knows well 
people who Johnny Depp does not know well, people who Johnny Depp uh, was romantic w- w- was romantically tied to, and they all speak very highly of his character. Amber Heard, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. She like killed somebody, but she was she was young. <laughs> she was young. Holy shit! Yeah, so it's a crazy story. She like that's where her know. bloodlust began. <laughs> yeah, so she killed somebody, but she was young. And okay, uh, uh, it, it, you can look it up. It's it's. It, I don't think it's fake. It's. It, it, I think she was so young that it's like sealed, basically. But, um, and then, uh. She has a DV charge from uh, the relationship she had with a woman a while back. Um, everybody kind of understands her to be a BPD cokehead. Um, I had that confirmed to me by someone who has worked with her. Uh, but you're not a couple things. You killing someone doesn't mean that you beat. Your husband, or this doesn't mean that your husband didn't beat you. <laughs> and sure. Yeah. Also, also uh, you being a unlikable, entitled BPD cokehead doesn't mean that your husband didn't beat you up. So, also in the inverse, Johnny Depp being a good dude to virtually every living person he's ever interfaced with. Uh, doesn't mean that he's not capable of something now. Yeah. That said, when building a case, it is difficult to imagine someone who has gone into their mid-50s without ever raising a hand to a woman suddenly getting it as part of his MO. It's difficult to imagine, and I think... Most people that work in the mental health field would tell you it is rare. So this is all to say, uh, they say styles make fights, right? I'm sure, Eric, you've had more toxic relationships with one woman. You've had a toxic relationship with one woman and a pleasant relationship with another one. And it might have been that that woman's uh, like a a difficult person that's uh, malicious. Or it might have been the concoction of the two of you was not good. And right. everybody who's an adult understands this, right? Yeah. Like, that's just what it is. Styles make fights. <laughs> it's what it is. So it is, I thought that this whole thing was very dishonest because, like, d- depressingly dishonest because I bit your head off, but you're not wrong that Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, <laughs> it's difficult to imagine <laughs> that a aging alcoholic wouldn't occasionally be unkind. So he's not perfect. Everybody understands that. I just felt like it was not remotely germane to the reaching the evidentiary bar for abuse. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And I thought that people bringing it up was dishonest because if, if to me, it's very much victim blaming. It's like saying like, like, uh, this woman is maliciously trying to harm him. Oh, but he cheated on his taxes. It's, it, yeah. it's like, Hey, we don't know. We don't give a shit. <laughs> like, or, or, uh, you know, like, uh, this woman, uh, her, her boss pressed her into a corner at the, at the uh, company Christmas party and, and felt her up. And then somebody going, 
I mean, she's always in his office, you know, like it, 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 it maybe he got the wrong impression. You can't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just got to say, did the person, like, we're not judging, we're not judging the, uh, the whole of the planet, like people's dynamics. We're saying, did this woman lie? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. That's it. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's the the long and short of it. I mean, that that's kind of what the whole trial was based around in the first place. But yeah, I mean, like, we can't help but try and fit these things into our, into our larger narratives. That's just what people do now. So, you know, um, you know, like, like, like when the OJ thing happened, I mean, maybe there was, listen, I was, I was like five years old when that shit happened, but like, was there, what does this mean for the black community? Or what does this mean for, you know, like, was there any of that? Like, I'm sure there must've been some, but like, I feel like we didn't really entertain that, you know? No, we did it. There just wasn't social media to amplify it. So, sure, <clears throat> yeah. so, so like there was always those articles written. There was always something akin to clickbait. It's always existed, but it, it, this, the, the uh, it being everywhere is is uh, certainly a new phenomenon. So yeah, I, I mean, I feel like people, you know, if that existed back then, people would look at that and go, eh, yeah, I don't know about that. Like, I just, I just don't feel like it was really entertained by by people. But yeah, I mean, I guess the pervasiveness of social media, and then I, I think, like, honestly, like, like, like blue, the blue check mark itself is like, like, literally, like the actual like image of the blue check mark has like. When you see these things, you know, that type of clickbaity narrative thing, you know, come from what's perceived as in a, you know, as your eyes interpret as an official source. It's like, oh, this isn't just, you know, bullshit. This is coming from somewhere and this is a relevant conversation. It's like, you know, not necessarily like, I mean, I, maybe it's a conversation, but like it's you're getting lost in the weeds here. Like we're talking, you know, m- making Amber Heard uh, uh, indicative of something larger than what, like it just does everyone a disservice. And and, and yes. I think they would acknowledge that. So don't, yes. so we don't have to do that then. We can ignore, like, you know what I mean? Yes. She is a woman. This isn't about all women. This is about her lying ass. So let's move on to something a little bit more pleasant. Okay. What do you got for me? Uh, uh, children murdered in their classroom. Oh, and here's here's why we here's why we got to talk about it. So you and I did not really want to talk about it. No. Here's the here's let's just make this a media criticism podcast. That way we can talk about things without talking about them. Okay. okay. Have you noticed the 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 pushback narrative? So, okay, guns are interesting. Because you can't prove a negative. You can show statistics, but people don't live their lives by statistics. So is it true that it is very rare that a citizen having a gun stops a mass shooting? Yes. That is, yep. that is vanishingly rare. Yep. But is it also true that any person on earth would want that option if they were in a mass shooting situation? Sure. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> no, I would think so, yeah. You are an idiot if you think otherwise. So, uh, yeah. So here's this here's what this did. Immediately, people said <clears throat> we don't need gu- well, like let's get rid of the guns. We did this whole thing again, right? And then in this instance, there was actual 
reasonable, there was a reasonable argument for guns that I never see. And it went like this. The police didn't do anything. I need a gun. Mm. Period. So this is fascinating to me as a guy who gun rights, gun laws and gun rights are abstract to me because I'm not interested in guns. I am simply interested. I'm simply interested in the ownership of private property being a human right. Not, not a right dictated by uh, the constitution, an actual human right. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. so I, I, uh, that is my, the place that I come to with this. And it, in my opinion, it gives me a little bit more clarity than somebody who loves guns. Right. And this is, I just find this fascinating because people are talking out of both sides of their mouths. You can't take the guns off. The guns are not going away. If you think the guns are going away, you're I'm not going to call you dumb. You just, you, you, you're not good at math. And the reason I say that is because. Or you're just not having an honest conversation. Yes, correct. There's, I've heard 350. My, what I was reading said 400 million guns in the United States. Yeah, I think, when that's, we talk, I think that's more accurate. When we talk about seizures, like the, the seizure of, of properties such as guns. Won't happen. Uh, it won't happen, everybody. It can't. When we talk, when we talk about it happening in other countries, I went, I went and looked because I thought, okay, so the argument is always Australia. Who, for people yeah. that don't know, there's something called the Port Arthur, uh, Port Port Arthur uh, massacre, which was uh, uh, a really, I mean, it's about as heinous a, a mass shooting as they get. It's just what you'd expect. <clears throat> and after that, uh, the, uh, Australia, which in my view has. Uh, much more uh, liberal approach to uh, incarceration than the United States. Certainly Uh, they put this kid under the jail. Like he kind of doesn't have rights as we would understand, you know, there's, there's caps on there's, there's caps in Australia on how long you can go away for. They don't apply to this kid. (laughs) So so they did that. And then they said, also we're taking the fucking guns. And largely the population, very shocked by this thing, said, uh, okay, we mostly just use them for hunting uh, or, or not even hunting, uh, keeping rabbits off our property. Mm. Can, we, can we hang on to, uh, you know, uh, f- can we get farm waivers? Can we get blah, blah, blah? Okay. So as a result in Australia, it is relatively hard to get guns, uh, but bike gangs do have them, uh, but it's rare. It's a much less violent place, but I think that it's also just a much less violent place. So yeah. that's how many guns do you think they took, Eric? Uh, I couldn't say it was in the nineties, right? Me, I would, uh, 500,000 close 600,000. Okay. So, so for people that don't get math, 600,000 was, doable in a, in a culture that trusts its government far more than people in the United States. Culturally, this is just a cultural phenomenon. They trust their government here far more than people in the United States trust the U S government. Yeah. And, and they got the 600 guns. Yep. I'm talking about 400 million guns. 
for people that think that that is possible, your understanding of, I I, I don't want to insult people's intelligence because this is such like a emotional issue that people kind of, they go with, with what they feel, right? Like they go, Oh, guns are bad. So like, we got to get rid of it. Like it is, uh, we're talking about an order of magnitude that is impossible. No, the bureaucracy doesn't exist to do it. The government isn't strong enough to do it. I want you to, I want people to comprehend that idea that the strongest, the most powerful nation in the world, arguably, uh, the richest nation in the world, arguably, uh, cannot do this. It is, it is not serious to suggest. So what then, right? What next? And that's the conversation that I feel like people do not have. And this was just a rare moment where we do get a valid counter argument, even against, even in the, just for pragmatic purposes. Do you know what I mean? What, cause of the, hey. cause, cause of the failure, because of the failure of the cops. Yes. And I have yeah. not, I have not deep dived on them the way that some people have. And like, I, I, I think that those men are living in their personal hells and I do not, sure. I, I don't, I can't like, you know, when you pile, um, recriminations and, and repudiations and, and, and just, you just hurl abuse at people who are walking through their personal hell. Yeah. I, I don't have that in me. <laughs> Some people yeah. love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, and you know, the easy answer is to go, those children are dead. Who yeah. cares about these cops? Yeah. I, listen, uh, those cops are, I, here's what I guarantee you. Each one of those cops is going to wash out and become an alcoholic. I guarantee yeah. you that <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're going yeah. to die young. I guarantee you that. Their marriages um, are going to fall apart. Guarantee yeah. you that. So yeah. uh, what can I say? <laughs> I mean, what, can, what can I offer to this? Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, yeah, no, I got nothing to add to that either. I mean, it's just, <sighs> look, just forget that, that the cop, I mean, cause everything that's been said has been said and it is what it is. I mean, I, but when it comes to the, the gun conversation, it's like, it, it, we go around this fucking carousel every time. And I think uh, I'm hope I'm hoping that maybe there's every time we, we have to go through because like it, it never ends in any sort of material action. And I think it's cause like, we don't, we don't know how to feasibly reduce this sort of thing from happening. And like, so a lot of people have answers, but like, as you said, they're just they're just not fucking realistic. Like we cannot confiscate all the fucking assault rifles in the country, and you know, even like if there was an assault weapons ban, which I I am for. I am not a gun guy. I am for an assault weapons ban. We had it until George W. Bush let it expire, and then what do you know? In the ensuing decades to come, all of a sudden you get all these fucking shootings. I don't think the two are unrelated, but the guns are fucking out there. So banning assault weapons tomorrow doesn't stop this from happening. So what stops this from happening? <sighs> Yo, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to black pill people here, but it's like, what, what is a, re- like, maybe an assault weapons ban would have some kind of generational effect. May, may, but I, I kind of don't think so either, really. Like, 
I I don't think it should be as easy to obtain such a fucking a, 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 a piece of equipment as it is to fucking get a fucking Wendy's four for four or a fucking Advil. Like, I don't think that that is a healthy society that allows that, but it doesn't solve the problem. So what solves the fucking problem? Yeah, man, maybe schools should have fucking armed guards. You know, I was walking to Whole Foods the other day. And on my way, I pass a synagogue and yo, they have like contracted fucking security dudes with guns outside there now. That sucks. That's a deeply depressing fucking state of affairs that we find ourselves in. I find it. Now you can't do your anti-Semitic hate crime. (laughs) Well, on one hand, it's, it's kind of like, there's a part of me that's like, Hey everybody, we do realize that statistically this is like, it's, it's not going to happen, but it's like when it does happen, it's so shocking and awful and pervasive on everyone's television and media that like it, it feels more common than it is. And it's like people hate, I mean, especially liberals hate this shit when you bring it up, but it's like, if we're going to talk about guns and gun crime and killings and shootings, Yo, all the shit that goes on in fucking inner cities and stuff and, 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 and like, yo, that we should talk about that. Yo, people who fall victim to things like that every fucking day in the city of Chicago. Yo, that deserves just as much attention as, as, as what goes on anywhere else. I think not allowed to say it. Um, It's crazy. It's crazy because it's, it's, I don't understand why the kid that gets hit by a, the 13 year old walking to school Get getting hit by a stray in a drive-by is any less of of a shock and horror and 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 well, and just Eric, like draining of uh, just sadness. Then hold than, on, here, you know, here, you know what I mean. The, here's the way. Here's the way to frame this, Eric. And tell me if you find this helpful. Uh, my girlfriend looked up mass shootings in the United States, and it was like 400, 400 this year or something, right? Now you heard that. You just heard what I said, and you go, "That's not true, right? Is that correct? You 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 thought, well, th- no, that's not." <sighs> Well, um, it's, it, I think it depends on what you how you define a mass shooting because but that's, if that, you know what I mean, that's my, that's my point is yeah. that th- those mass shootings include Chicago. And okay. what I mean yeah. by that is there's a mass shooting in Chicago every weekend because a mass shooting is defined by you shooting into a crowd or you shooting two people or it, 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 so we're taught when people are very dishonest, they want to use these, these statistics like, Oh, there's hundreds of, of uh, mass shootings in the United States. Oh, oh, what about Chicago? Can't talk about Chicago. You yeah. just used it. You just used it. And yeah, yeah. Th- so <clears throat> that's what I'm talking about. Where are do we do these things matter and are they worth talking about? Or are you the ones imposing a racialized dynamic? Yeah. For the purpose of deflection. Because I'm gonna be honest. I'm certain there's a great many people who do not like black people who do do not have favorable views of the people shooting each other who happen to be black in Chicago. I am certain those people exist and I am certain you would hear from them on the fucking internet. Should this topic be explored in a meaningful way? Sure. Yeah. Let's not run from that fact. There are nasty people in the world. Okay. Does that mean that we allow we allow essentially concerned trolls to hijack the conversation by saying, Hey, we can't talk about this because these other people will racialize it. Is that what we, so what we just allow fucking a 15 year old to, for a bullet to enter the top of their skull and fucking remove their brain. I mean, but I mean, you know, 
it's again, it's one of those things where it's just like, yo, I don't, I don't know what the solution is. I mean, like when we, when people were, uh, were up their ass about fucking defund the police, yo, they're not wrong. That shit is fucking underfunded and they're not wrong that, Hey, maybe funding things and getting kids off the street or getting them away from that fucking lifestyle is how you prevent the shootings like this. Maybe that's it. Like maybe there, there's, there's gotta be some truth to that. Like it, you know what I mean? So like, there's a conversation in community investing and, and hopefully that's a path that leads away from stuff like this. But like, it's like COVID zero. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, it's going to happen. And it's so fucking sad and horrible. And we should do everything in our political power and our will to fucking try and figure out some solution or mitigation to decrease the, the these instances from happening. And if your solution is as depressing as, we got to have fucking guards at the fucking school, man. If it's, if it stops it, then, then I can't say it's a bad idea, you know? Like, so I I don't, we got to have, it's again, it's like what we talked about earlier with like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. It's like everyone is equally as shocked and and disgusted by this. We got to have a conversation that is uh, within the parameters of, of a solution that is, feasible that like is grounded in some kind of material reality because just saying ban the guns if you did it tomorrow which it won't happen it wouldn't prevent what's happening okay so actually speaking about this idea that honest conversations require more than good intentions and platitudes uh we're gonna go we're gonna go slightly trans for a second all right uh spoke to a guy who has a career in comedy. And by that, I don't mean he's a comedian. I mean, he, um, he is a, in some regard, he is a tastemaker, uh, because he puts comedians on a relatively large platform or several relatively large platforms. So he was talking to me about the Ricky Gervais thing. And how Ricky Gervais uh, is coming from this at the trans issue from a profoundly British perspective, and it, he doesn't understand what it's doing to Americans. And he said that it he doesn't realize that this in the UK this is just banter between uh, uh, second wave feminists and uh, young people, and it's a nasty banter, but it doesn't result in the deaths of trans people yeah. like it does in the United States. And I had to stop him and say, do video games kill people? Because this is the same argument. You're co-opting a, a kind of a hysterical, um, if video, if every time there's a shooting an out of touch politician says video games caused this and everybody goes to the data and says, there's multiple studies on this. There is no reason to believe that happens. Why then, when Dave Chappelle or Ricky Gervais says something perceived as transphobic, and I I chose my words carefully, perceived as transphobic, because the truth of the matter is, at least in the Dave Chappelle instance, I haven't watched the the, the, uh, Gervais thing, we are talking about a value judgment that each person is making upon their listen. Nobody could tell you definitively is this transphobic because it is very much, it is a conversation that weaves and you would have to, you make a delineation on your own if you find that transphobic or not. 
It's it, to call to. It's not going in the fucking uh, dictionary under transphobic because it's more going on to it than that. But let's say that it is. Dave Chappelle says something perceived as transphobic. If we understand that media does not influence people in this way, why do we suddenly believe that a comedian has more power than Call of Duty, which is, by the way, one of the biggest franchises on the planet, and every yeah. child does it? Yeah. Why, why, why do we believe that? That Dave Chappelle's comedy, which is largely aimed at adults uh, and consumed by a vast number of human beings, that probably results to one-tenth of the Call of Duty sales per yep. year. Yep. Hey, what what's our favorite fact on this show? Grand Theft Auto Five is the most purchased and 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 consumed profitable piece of media, art. media po- po- uh, product on the planet uh, all time. All time, it beats the Bible. It beats the fucking Bible. <laughs> it's Bible all time. album. All of it. So yes. So this is uh, this is all to say. I, I said this to him. I said, you know, if there's, you can't make both arguments. You can't absolve art when it suits you and then say, but some art does, does violate the laws of physics. So some art does cause people to harm other people. Now, his response to that is, uh, you know, he deflected a little bit. And then he said, I just don't understand why we can't be kind to each other. And I said, because that's a fucking platitude with no there's no policy to be kind. It doesn't mean anything. And it's, it's, I mean, it's had just this, a dumb thing to say. I've had this discussion with so many people that they go, and this is what's interesting. Uh, well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. He, in my conversation with him, he, I forget what he did. Oh, he didn't know anything about puberty blockers or any of these things that are like hot topic subjects uh, surrounding the trans conversation. And the reason he doesn't know, he is a very plugged in, like media savvy, media informed person. The reason he doesn't know is obvious. It's the reason that you and I don't know about certain shit. Because we don't want to, because then we'd have to have the conversation in an honest way. Yeah. So if you are informed on, on puberty blockers, you then have to, if you enter a conversation, it can't, you can't just say, be kind. You might agree with puberty blockers. You might think they're great, but you have to take a stand one way or the other, at least in regards to, uh, if pushed on it, how do you feel about this? Not like, do you know what they are? What, how do you feel about it? If somebody asked you that, 
it is much, much easier to say, I don't know. I just think we should be kind to each other <laughs> than it is to, yeah. to be able to say, oh, I don't know that like, here's my opinion on that. It doesn't it, be kind. will never get you in trouble. You know, <laughs> be kind because, it, but it also won't get you anything. So uh, I've, I'm fascinated by this, this kind of, um, you know, like with guns, like, again, it's this thing that we're talking about where it's, um, who needs guns? Okay. That's a stupid question. People who feel they need them. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's your answer. (laughs) So who needs bookshelves? Exactly. People who feel they need them. That's the, that's the answer. And for you to go, for you to audit someone else's life and go, I don't think people need guns. Okay, now you have taken a stance. Where do you go policy wise? Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I just think that I don't know. I, I'm just uh, the older I get, the the more I I look for the weasel words, and I and I and I also would like any type of direction. So like, well, people get angry. Yeah. People get angry at thoughts and prayers. Like people like that's a trope now. Like people are like, you know, spare us your thoughts and prayers. Yeah, yeah. But, but the flip side of that is uh, words like common sense gun laws means nothing. Yeah. Listen, common ain't so common. And, and, and what I'm saying is like when you say be kind, as I've always said, a, a, somebody in ISIS's view of be kind is fundamentally different than yours. Yeah. It, that's well, it. I, where I'm coming from is, 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 is yo, sp- I'm at the point – I'm on the Peterson tip. Yo, spare me the ideology. Spare me the platitude. Spare me that shit. Because do you ask yourself, do you care about this issue? Because if, is this an issue you genuinely in your soul feel like you have some personal investment and stake in and you want to see it solved in some way or rectify or whatever? Do you? Do you? Because doing that divisive shit is what's jamming up any action. It is my, it like of the last couple of years, it is my it strongest belief that like, everyone likes to shit on people, centrists, whatever, fuck it, like whatever you want to fucking call them, moderates. Everyone likes to shit on that, but there is nothing that has stopped things from happening. There's nothing that has gummed up the works than this fucking total fucking extreme polarization. It means that nothing can get done. It means one half sees the other half as fucking lunatics that they won't even talk to. So do you care? Do you care about, you know, the rights of trans people? Do you care about gun laws? Do you care about Amber Heard? Do you care about women? Do you care about whatever the fuck it is we're talking about? Well, you have to figure out how to talk to people that think you're crazy. And that means figuring out reasonable, calculated, well thought out, either arguments or solutions or whatever. I mean, like, yo, the trans the trans stuff is a that's that is a loaded thing because people it's very it's a very volatile conversation and people have very strong whatever feelings on the whole thing and it's just all i have to say about it is like you know when it comes to that stuff you're asking people to sort of redefine how they think and have thought for not just their whole lives but for generations, you're asking people to think about sex and gender in different ways that we've, it's, it's just totally, I mean, in a way it's, it's, it's for a lot of people, for a lot of people, this is a radical way of thinking. 
that 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 gender is fluid or sex is fluid or something like that. You got to figure out how to talk to these people and and get them to to you have to there has to be some like and I get it if they're pieces of shit and they're just not open to whatever. I get talking to a piece of shit sucks. I understand that. I get the, like I get there's a lot of nasty fucking people in this world. But if you care, if you really have investment, you have to acknowledge that dying on these on these on these extreme hills it's just not going to get you where you want to be and yes. so that's why a lot, a lot of times on our podcast we just be like we have to take this like cynical position where it's just like yo i don't think you care because if you cared you wouldn't be acting like this you wouldn't be saying people just need to be kind to each other. what does that fucking mean dude Do, like and just you know what i'm saying like it, it goes across everything it, it like yes. it, it's it's just the blanket sort of like mind meld that we're all in that like we can't openly reasonably talk about things you know uh, you know for for whatever reason whether it's fear of being fucking put on a cross or whether it's you know be, you know whatever it is I don't know like it, it, everyone's not really willing to talk to each other this was such an unfunny episode god damn it. <laughs> fuck we fucked up. And we fucked up. We what do we do now? For, uh, fart jokes. We burned an hour here just g- talking about, well, you know what I think is wrong with yeah, the yeah, world. Yeah. I'm right. We could you have know? been talking. Yeah, we could have been talking about uh, Top Gun. We could. Have oh, I uh, could have been talking about uh, your uh, radicalization to uh, uh, xenophobia because mm. you, uh, you witnessed Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, hey Eric, do you remember when uh, uh, Call of Duty didn't impact you at all, but uh, Dave Chappelle made you a transphobe, and then Morrissey um, made you a white nationalist? Do you do you recall those times? Yeah, it's funny how Morrissey made me a white nationalist, and then I then I then I laughed to the comedy stylings of of Dave Chappelle. It's very interesting. <laughs> um, no, I, well the the Top Gun thing. I mean, that's are you aware that people are also seeing this as a watershed moment? Uh, what are they saying? What? Okay. So we'll go through. The, well, I don't know. Maybe we could go. We can, this is kind of maybe a fun conversation. I don't know. When the, when the Top Gun Maverick trailer came out, everyone mm. noted that on his, on Goose's, no, not Goose. What's, what's Tom Cruise's character? Goose was the villain, right? Uh, Tom Cruise is Maverick. He's Maverick. Okay. So on the back of Maverick's jacket in the original film, you see the flag of Taiwan and people oh, notice right. People noticed in the trailer that it was no longer there and everyone went fucking kowtowing to China again. We got to make that China money, which is, you know, that's true. Yes. China has become so finicky with the movies that we sell to them. Like they like that. They've just been like not taking American movies. Like they're taking very big movies. It's fun. Very big movies. They didn't take the Spider-Man movie because it had the fucking Statue of Liberty in it. And to my surprise. To, to I think to a lot of people's surprises, yo, the film, these Disney, these companies are saying, all right, suck a suck a nut, China. Like we're gonna like we're not taking the Statue of Liberty out of the fucking Spider Man movie. Like they've been kind of drawing <laughs> also, a line. Also, the end of the the entire end of the film doesn't make any sense. There's 20 minutes of the film that wouldn't make physical sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you know they would have done it if they could, but it was actually impossible. <laughs> But so this movie was a this Top Gun movie. They put the fucking they put the Taiwan flag back on Maverick's jacket in in post, I guess, because it's in the movie and the movie did giant numbers. 
Uh, so did Spider-Man. Spider-Man made, Spider-Man made fucking two bill without the help of China. Now, look, there's, you know, we're still going to be, you know, trying to appeal to China in some way. But, you know, because that's a lot of fun. I mean, what we what it makes domestically is like dwarfed by what it does over there. So there will be still be more of that. But like, I think f- the film industry is kind of realizing like, yeah, you know what? It's not, maybe it's not the end of the world if if uh, China doesn't pick up our, our movies, which is a good thing. Yes. Yes. So, and, and I don't know, people say the movie's quite good. Uh, uh, I, 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 I'll go see it. I have the fucking movie pass thing. Uh, you, oh, you have the, you have the, uh, the proprietary movie pass. The weirdest thing in the fucking world is when people were like, movie pass is a scam. It can't work. And then they just ran it out of business and let like individual companies just run their own movie passes. I got it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I love MoviePass, and I fucking stand by it. MoviePass was the best, but I, yeah, I have the one that's specifically for AMC theaters at this moment. So I, you know, if I want to use it, I have to go to an AMC. But they, you know, they they they, they got it all. They got everything you need. Um, so here's the only thing I know about Top Gun. I watched Ben Shapiro's review of it. <laughs> it's the only so for people that don't know whether you love or hate Ben Shapiro. I guess nobody really loves Ben Shapiro, but no matter how you no matter how you feel about Ben Shapiro, there is something super satisfying about his movie reviews because they are weirdly earnest, and I fucking love them. So I watch Ben Shapiro. I'll watch him review anything. You know, like I just think that he is. There's no reason on earth we should give a shit what Ben Shapiro thinks about movies. So him sitting down and doing thought out sort of, hey, I really care about movies, movie reviews, it's so funny to me. It, it makes it's you like, it makes you realize that the way that in which he tackles politics is just how his brain thinks about everything. Yes. It's like it's, incredibly is would didactic be a, be, be a word that you could use? Like, yes. Yes, like just incredibly didactic way of thinking about like literally everything. Uh, so he he really enjoyed the film. Uh, was really complimentary of the sound design. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> and he uh, uh, he said that it, uh, a thing that some people might take issue with is uh, it has a very positive depiction of the military. You're right, and, and I thought he raised a very interesting point and you want, you might want to talk about vibe shift on this for in recent memory. At least I cannot think of a film that does not depict war as a horror and the individuals who engage in war as either blood sucking plutocrat, uh, cabal of, uh, of generals or, yeah. Or highly damaged veterans that can't function and will will never be the same. Mm. And and in this movie, he said it's good looking young people who are happy to serve their country. Now that's Mm. interesting. I haven't seen this film, everybody, but but that's that's an interesting thing that, that that and everybody look. You can, you, you can lead, you, you can lead with kind of a hysteria for lack of a better word or a, uh, 
a moralistic imperative that you want other people to, you, you can lead with that stuff. You can make people go to a destination, but you can't make them drink. And what I mean by that is at some point, Netflix goes, ah, look, I woke, not woke. We don't give a shit about this shit. Uh, just we can't do the cartoon about the transitioning baby anymore. It's not. It's not. Make, it's not making money. And this. I mean, I stick mean, the transitioning baby in a fighter jet. I mean, exactly. that's, listen, like that's all people really give a shit about. There's like, whoa, Maverick in the plane, shoot the missile. Like yes. that's like. I think at some point. The film industry or whatever, like we lost sight that that's all really any when people go to the movies, they want to turn their fucking brain off in general speaking. This is I'm talking about the Transformers crowd. Yes, I like the fucking Northmen and shit like that, although that was kind of a that was kind of a turn your brain off movie, too. Anyway, all I'm saying is you want to make the bucks with people. You want to really please people and satisfy them. Give them something vaguely inspiring and put explosions in there. Boom. So. Hold on. Highway to the fucking danger zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give us some fucking Janie Lane. Give us some some missiles. I don't know who does who the fuck does. Was that uh was that who does danger zone? Um you know, I don't know. What uh what do you have time for here? We could we could we could the payoff could be a, a rub maps Patreon for people that suffered through this last hour. It's only two dollars, people. It's two dollars to join the Patreon. Uh, what do you want to do? Um, let's do a Patreon. Let's 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 do that. Okay, so we're gonna keep going, and it's Patreon is gonna be dedicated to people jacking off in scuzzy parlors. That's where you go after all all our fucking like you know horse shit that we just talked that's this is that would be a good uh, payoff um patreon.com slash worst possible timeline go there you know what the fucking deal is at wp timeline on twitter if you want to yell at us for whatever uh no one yells at us everyone's like very generally supportive no one ever i always say like oh twitter but like all our everyone's good you're all good if you go to twitter you can dm us things to talk about we might talk about it if i see it at the right time and remember when we record at wp timeline uh, two hundred five five zero nine nine seven eight five. Remember when I said we were going to do messages every episode? Everyone knew that that was not going to happen. Um, but we will do messages. We'll definitely do more messages next week. Um, you know, it makes me it, it, like I'm I'm a little bit less inclined to do them when I get called a cuck on a regular basis. So, two hundred five five zero nine nine seven eight five. Call, leave a message. You'll be on the show. Um, and at or uh, no, uh, worst possible timeline at gmail dot com for all further business inquiries and uh we're gonna go to patreon patreon now it is now 2024 and the choice is up to you do you listen to good podcasts or do you listen to bad ones well we've got a suggestion for you How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcasts 
favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts. Thank you.